Well, good morning, Bridge City Church, Marysville. I hope and pray you are ready to launch and have a happy new year. How about, how about it? Come on. Happy new year to you. Here we are in the last day of 2023 and uh, ready to launch into 2024. And I am so excited that I get to be with you today. And I'm so excited you're here. I, I believe with all my heart, God has something specific to say to you, to encourage you today, to help you see God's word today. And, and we're going to have fun while we do it. How many of y'all believe in having fun at church? Come on, there we go. Hey, um, here before, I'm going I'm to do a couple different things today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share two different stories in the Bible. I'm going to kind of share one story, and then I'm going to kind of teach another story to you. So you're getting a twofer today. How many of y'all like buy one, get one free? Come on. Uh, yeah? Yeah, speaking your language. There we go. Uh, yeah, um, this, this past week, we, uh, we celebrated my, my wife's birthdays on Christmas. And uh, she's back working with the kids right now. And, and uh, so, so she's like one of those, you're like, you know, you kind of get two gifts, you know, like, or one gift and you say it's for both, you know, one of those. And uh, so we had a party this week uh, for her because she's celebrating her <clears throat> birthday. And, uh, and so she's celebrating her birthday, so we had a little, little get-together. And people asked, like, when, when, when I was, we just put together a real little, real little deal for her, and, and, um, and they were saying, like, well, why did, you, why, did, why, don't, why did you have this food? And I said, it's because what, it's what she likes. And then they said, well, weren't you to do this? And I said, no, she doesn't like that. And then they said, well, why don't you do this? And it's like, well, she doesn't like that either. I just got this belief in my heart that when you're having a party for somebody, you should bless them. <laughs> just my thought. <laughs> You know, but, but we don't normally do that, do we? we a lot of times we, we throw somebody a party, we give them a gift because of the way it makes us feel rather than what they need. Am I right? See, we do it with kind of our perspective rather than what we really want to do for them to bless them. And so everything, um, so we threw together this little deal and we had just what she likes. I know what she likes when we go out. She said, I say, every, every single time I say, what do you want? And, and this is what she always wants. She, she's a Pittsburgh girl, so she grew up here in Pittsburgh. So she wants a Pittsburgh salad. She wants a Pittsburgh salad with, with grilled chicken, and what do you put on top of it? Thank you, Jesus. Very good. So I, 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 after 30-some-plus years, I got this right, and I delivered, right? And so today, we were on our way to church, and I said, I says, hey, what do you, what do you want for lunch today? And, and, and she looked at me, and she goes, I want a salad. I want grilled chicken and french fries. So we just had that. She goes, well, I want it again. You know, she, was, she wants it again. How many of y'all, you know, when you like something, you just want it again? Come on, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so, so a lot of times, though, like even with Jesus, rather than giving him what he wants, we're, we're trying to do what's best for us rather than what's best for him. It's easy to do that. And so today I want to kind of uncover what was, what's important to Jesus. And, and, and when it comes to what do we see and what do we do and how do we prepare for him. And so that, that's what this is all about, lifting up our eyes and seeing him. There's nothing that brings hope like New Year's Eve. Have you ever noticed that? Come on, how many of y'all know just something about it brings a hope? There's a change, something's going to happen, something's going to change, like, uh, like I'm going I'm to eat better, I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to read my Bible this year through, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to take the whole year to do it, I'm going to do it in the first week, come on, like that's how, that's how excited we all are, yeah. But there's something about it that brings that natural, I, wanna, I, I want something different, and I believe what God wants more than anything is God wants to change our eyesight today. 
God wants to change how we look at things, how we view things. And so the first thing I want to kind of unwrap for you today is this, and I'm just going to probably share more of the story than teach it, is, is in John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, you know, a lot of times in the Bible, there's, there's things about the story that are sometimes more intriguing than the story itself. They're then, then more than important than like sometimes the Greek and Hebrew words, and they're very important. I'm going to get to those in the second part of what I do. But the story itself like pulls you in and communicates a lot. You know, it, it communicates everything about what's, in, what's important to Jesus and, and how he viewed things and, and, and all. So, so here's Jesus. He's, he's traveling with his disciples. He's traveling with his disciples, and he gets to a place in John 4 of Samaria, and somehow Jesus is, is sitting by a well, and his disciples are away. They're, they're, they're separated. They're separated. And Jesus breaks a couple barriers. First of all, he breaks the, 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 the gender barrier. He's speaking to a woman, which in that day and age, it was, it was it, like rabbis didn't talk to women in that day and age. But I want to let you know that Jesus did more to celebrate and elevate women than any other world religion. I want you to catch that. He did. He elevates and celebrates and did everything to, to, for, for women. So, so the first barrier he broke was gender. He's talking to a woman there. Then the second one is race. The Samaritans and the Jews were different races. So here Jesus is speaking to, to a woman that's a different race. So this is like he's breaking barriers like crazy. And then the last barrier I'm going to call is the sin barrier. And for those of us that have been in church for decades and decades, we know what this is. Because he's talking to this woman, and, and, and he's talking to her, and he says, are, are you married? And she says, no. And he goes, yeah, you, you've had five husbands, and you're not even married to the one you have. Now listen to this. Jesus is breaking a barrier here. And, and she looks at him and says, I perceive you're a prophet. I was like, wow, you're a prophet. Like, think about that. Like, here he is. He, he wasn't mad at her. He didn't call her out. He didn't say, oh, you're worthless. Oh, you, why'd you get in that, why'd you get in that mess? He didn't, never said that. That's not the God we serve, right? He breaks barriers. And so, and so right about then, he's having this conversation with this woman who's a different race, who, who is obviously in a, in, in, in a, precarious situation here. And then his disciples came back in verse 27. Here it is, John 4, 27. And they come back and they were shocked to find him talking to a woman. Now, if you just read that verse, it's like, well, why were they shocked? Well, I just told you why they were shocked. They were like, huh, wonder, wonder what Jesus is up to. And then, but none of them, I love the way this translates this, none of them had the nerve to ask. Have you ever been in a situation where you just don't have the nerve to ask? Come on, like you're around something, I ain't asking that question. Mm-mm. You know, I, it, so, you know, I'm not asking. So think about that. They, like, they, they didn't want to ask him, and, and it says, that, but they didn't have the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Why are you talking to her? I love the one translation. It says, it says none of them dared to ask Jesus, what do you want? I love that translation. Now, 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 now track me here. We're going into 2024 here. Come on. It's hours away, whether you want it to come or not. Okay? Whether you stay up till midnight or not, it's coming. 
Okay, how many of you have no intentions of staying up till midnight? Come on, I see those hands. Glory, I see those hands. Come on. And how many of you praying your neighbors don't wake you? Come on, I see those double. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so listen, what would our lives look like in 2024 if we just simply asked Jesus what he wanted? Do you know what I notice so often? We know what we want. And we know what even seems rational, but how would our lives be different in one month, in three months, in six months, in 12 months from now, if we just said, this isn't going to be a resolution, this is just going to be, the, be what I do, I'm going to ask Jesus what he wants. I'm going to ask Jesus what he's up to. Rather than me come to my own conclusions, I'm going to ask him, Jesus, what do you want? What are you doing? Who are you talking to? What, how many of y'all think that might change the way you look at your world? Am I right? See, because I know a lot of people, even Christians, well-meaning Christians, they never stop and say, Jesus, what are you doing? Jesus, what do you want? Jesus, why are you doing what you're doing? Because I believe if we do, we're going to find out the answer. I think that's kind of scary. But we do, so, so, so here he is, so none of them dared to ask, but that's the first point here. Why don't we ask Jesus what he wants? Jesus, what, what do you want here? This is it, it's, it we're, we're gonna be different. So, so the next verses here, let me just uncover the verses here for you. If you have your Bibles, read along, John 4. I'm just gonna go verse by verse and tell you what happens here. This is what happens. And so she leaves her water bucket, because she came for water. She leaves her bucket, and she goes and she starts telling everybody, I met the Messiah. The Messiah, if you remember, Pastor Eric taught this beautifully. The Messiah is one who unfolds bondage and captivity in our lives. See, she wasn't condemned. She was released. You've got to catch this. See, he, he didn't condemn her. He was like, no, she met the Messiah, the one who leads captives free, and he's a, she's about to get free. So she leaves her water bucket. It's an expensive one. It's one she just got for Christmas. Okay, she leaves that, and she, and she goes and she starts telling everybody, I met the Messiah, I met this guy, he tells me everything, I, he knew things about me I didn't even know about myself, and, he's, he, and she's not, it's not like he called me out in front of everybody, he, she doesn't do that, right? She did, and so everybody in the town, the next verses go on, that, so everybody starts coming to meet Jesus. Everybody's streaming in. Everybody's coming. It, I mean, it's like this. It would be like, it's like everybody's streaming in. And it's like, it's like, hey, come on in. Come on, like, come on in. You know, they're not out there right now. Okay. They're... But it's like, it's like, it's like the, the door opens. It's like, come on in. You got to meet this Jesus. You got to meet, you got to meet him. And they're streaming in to meet Jesus. And so now the whole town's coming in because Jesus is just simply showing up. He's breaking barriers. He's freeing people. Are you tracking me here? Yeah. And, and, and right in the middle of it, in verse 31, the disciples say, hey, do you want a sandwich? This is what happens. Verse 31, he's like, hey, do you want something to eat? Jesus, don't you want something to eat? We went, we, we, we went and got something to eat. That's what they're doing. And, 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 um, and, uh, and Jesus says, I got food that you know not of in verse 32. He says, I got, I got food. And then the disciples, they're confused because they're thinking about food. They're thinking about food, and they can't get it. See, they didn't ask Jesus what he wanted, what he was up to. And so they're thinking, and so they're looking at themselves saying, Jesus, he, he got food? And they're, they're thinking, I thought Chick-fil-A was closed on Sunday. And here he has, somebody must have brought him Chick-fil-A. That's what they did. I mean, what else would you bring Jesus? Oh, come on. 
you know, than Jesus' chicken. Come on, that's what you do. And, and so, you, so, you, so they're like confused. And they're thinking about, it's all about food. First, they're like, what about food? You now you have food you know not of. And did somebody give them a sandwich? And now they're, they're how many of y'all know sometimes we come to Jesus, but we bring our own stuff in our mind? Am I right? We bring our own preconceived ideas. Yeah. And so here in verse 34, and Jesus said to them, red letters, my food is to do the will of him who sent me to accomplish his work. Do you not say that in four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes. Everybody say, lift up your eyes. Come on, say it again. Lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. And, and so Jesus is like, like I got nourishment. I, I, my wills, I, I want to do the will of the Father. That's what nourishes me. That's what brings me life. That's what, that's what sustains me here. Okay, and, and that's, what, that, that's what this is all about. But he says, you got to lift up your eyes. And, and let me so oversimplify this whole harvest. What do you mean four months to harvest? It means like we got lots of time. We can do it then. And, and, and Jesus is like, like no, like the, the, it's now's the time. Like it's right in front of you. You're all fixated on sandwiches and lunch, and there's people f- streaming in. It, to Jesus, it's all about people. It's about people, not lunch. You know, and you keep saying, and, 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 and so the, the thing we got to ask Jesus to do is, Jesus, Jesus, what are you up to? Jesus, what are you doing? Jesus, what do you want? No, literally, what do you want, Jesus? In every situation, marriage and family and finances, and this is, I'm, 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 I'm prepping you because next week we're launching into a brand new series. I can't wait. I'm going to be right here with you. And it's all going to be about being transformed because Jesus promises transformation and metamorphosis of our, of our lives. And unfortunately, many of us aren't experiencing it to the full degree that his Bible says we should. Am I in the right place? And, and, so I, and so my prayer, and, and Pastor Eric and all the other leaders of the church, we're like, we're like, man, we just want transformation. We want people to experience God, and that's what this is all about here. And, and so next week, we're going to be launching, and, and this is that transformation here. This is that freedom here. Jesus is fired up about people, and, and the disciples are interested in, in, in what's happening right now. So we got to ask Jesus what he wants, and then our next prayer is say, God, let me lift my eyes to see things the way you see them. That's why, here it is, um, next Sunday, on January 7th, can you believe January 7th, next Sunday, yeah, next Sunday, when we gather, at 6 p.m., we're going to gather right here. And, and, and we're going to have, we're going to do praise and worship. We're going we're to worship God at 6 p.m. And then we're going to pray. What are we going to pray about? Jesus, what do you want? Jesus, what do you want? We're, we're going to pray, Jesus, what are you up to? We're going to pray that the love of God takes us wider, higher, deeper, and longer than ever before. Who's in? You see, we're going to do it. And like, oh, I don't know, prayer's not really my thing. Yeah, why? See, like, and I'm going I'm to share with you again. Listen, how did I learn how to pray? I showed up at prayer meetings. I listened to people pray. That's how I learned. And nobody's going to make you speak into a microphone. But how many of y'all know that if we spent, spent you know, an hour or 90 minutes just worshiping and praying and asking Jesus what he wants, how many of y'all know that just maybe things could get better? Just throwing it out there. 
Like, why not? You, you, are you with me here? See, th- see, this is what it's about. And so, so yeah, come on, come on in. And this is why we're doing it, because we're going to start the year saying, Jesus, what do you want? Jesus, I want to see the way you see. Those are the two things. I'm going to lift up my eyes. I'm going to look to what Jesus is doing. Not to what I want, but Jesus. Okay, okay, that's my story. How many of you think that's a good story? It's in the Bible. You better say, yeah, come on. How many that's a good story. Okay, but I promised you a twofer. Now we're going to go to Matthew 9. Matthew 9, come on, double-double. You get, you get two today. Come on, Matthew 9, one of, one of, just one of my favorite stories to, to share, one of my favorite stories to, to look at here. Matthew 9, Jesus is traveling again with his disciples. You notice this, this theme throughout the Gospels here. In verse 35, Jesus traveled throughout all, all the towns and villages Murraysville, Export, Delmont, Penn Township, Plum, Monroeville. Okay, I'm just trying to bring it real to you. And, and he was teaching in the synagogues, announcing the good news, and healing people. I want you to catch that. There's three things he did. Three things. He taught in the synagogue. He announced, and I'm going to use the word preach, because announcing is preaching. That's declaring. That's declaring the good news. So he did, he taught in the synagogue. He declared in the streets. He announced in the street. He did three things. Okay? And then he healed people of their diseases and, and, and their stuff. See, so Jesus did three things. Three, you, you need all three, we need all three of those things. Everybody always asks me, what's one's most important? They're all important. But they're all about people because that's what Jesus was all about, was people. Are you there? See, he was all about people, so, so he announced the good news. So three things he did, taught, announced the good news, and, and, and he healed people. Three significant things, okay, that he did. And when he saw the crowds, verse 36, he had what? He had, what do he have? Come on. He had compassion. He had compassion on them. Yeah, because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Oh, man. Um, let me just, oh, I'll, I'll keep going. Here, he, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great. The workers are few. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into the fields. And um, so, so here it is. Jesus is mo- moving around, and he's, he's, he's doing these three things, and uh, uh, he's teaching here. He is teaching, preaching, healing. And, and can, I, can I say, like, I'm going to use a word, and it might, it might catch you by surprise here. But it's almost as if Jesus is overwhelmed by the need of the people. Now, I'm not saying stressed. It's almost as if he looks out, and he sees people. And if, if you don't want to use the word overwhelmed, how about there's a sense of urgency? Is that a better word? I mean, whatever. We, I, mean, I, want, I want you to get the picture. This is Jesus we're talking about. He's ministering, and he sees people, and it's like he's moved because the need was so great. The need was so overwhelming. Do you live in the same world I do? Do you see the need of people? No, I'm serious. The the, the need, the the, the brokenness, the, 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 the hurt, the pain. Do you know one of the reasons why I have 
so much confidence that Bridge City Church Murraysville has a bright and an awesome future because Pastor Eric and his wife Rachel, Rachel was leading worship today, if you don't know that. Pastor Eric's the campus pastor. He's going to share here in just a little bit. Uh, they live these core values of Jesus. I want that to sink in. The teacher's heart, the announcing of good news, and the wanting to see people healed. Out of our whole church, I don't know if you know this or not, they actually, they are the ones who run what we call Victory and Freedom Weekends. You know, it's an overnight time where you, 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 you take an inventory of your lives and get healed from your past, which we all have a past, by the way, okay? And so, and, and that, that, that's just in their hearts. And Pastor Eric and Rachel, they just love, this is who they are. See, if, let me just say this. If you want more information, you you could get better information than I'm getting for you, for you right now. If all you want is information, you can go get information. But if you want a shepherd's heart, you found one. Listen to me. Listen to me. You found one. We were at a, a staff outing just recently. And um, we're at full throttle. We're like doing go-kart races. And you know, we're having fun playing games and doing stuff. And we're having fun. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we're... we're, we're I think it was pizza time. It might have been. I think it was pizza time. And, and it's like, it's pizza time. Like, what do you do at pizza time? Come on, this is really deep. Come on, help me, you know. Come on, like, yeah. You eat, right? And so, and I look over, and there was a, there was a couple, uh, okay, like right real close to us, like kind of right in the middle of our group, and they're throwing axes and stuff. And, and here's, here's Pastor Eric over, he's over talking to him. You know, and like, you know my heart. I'm like, hey, it's pizza time. You know, it's like... And then this story came to me. It's like, oh, I'm like the disciples. Like, it's time to eat. And he's over there sharing Jesus. He, he's trying to get into a conversation. He's trying to get into a conversation to talk to him about Jesus because Jesus is so important. See, I came for pizza and go-karts, and he went to try to lead people to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Yeah, come on. Are you with me? See, see that's, that's what real teaching and real preaching does and a real heart does for you. See, that's what I'm trying to say to you right now. That's why I have confidence. That's why I support. That's why I believe. Okay, he didn't know I was going to say any of this stuff today. Okay, by the way, he didn't. But, it, it, but it's all true. Okay, and I was convicted. I left. I got my car that day. I said, I cared about pizza, and he cared about people. So I'm going to write that one down. Okay, I learned a lesson that day. Okay. But see, this teaching and, and announcing good news, and, 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 and I appreciate his heart here. But Jesus is, he's, there's an urgency, there's an overwhelmingness to his life here. Because verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. They didn't need uh, listen, they needed cared for. That's what this is all about. This verse 36 is cared for. And when he saw, when he saw them. Are you seeing, see, remember he said, lift up your eyes and see. But when he saw them, something happened inside of him. He looked upon them. He perceived. He discerned. He was aware. See, the problem is, is I don't see people. I don't see people, and when I see them, I just see like with my natural eyes. 
when he saw them. That's what he, that's, that's what, that was the key there. So we got to lift up our eyes and look the way Jesus sees. That's it. Oh, that's it. I got I to gotta see people around me here. But the problem is, I don't know about you, but it's so easy to get nearsighted. Nearsighted is when I can see all my stuff, but I can't see stuff far away. Like I see me, I, my nearsightedness. And, and you can tell if you're nearsighted or not by your prayers. Now, I want you to catch this. If, if the way you pray is all about only what you see right here, which is important, God cares about that stuff. He cares about the desires of your heart, right? True, but if that's all you ever do, we see here, but we don't see out there. And I believe God, I believe if Jesus was here right now, I believe if, he, if we opened the door and he walked in, how many of you knew? I believe that, that just, I'm not saying this would be the only thing he'd say, but I would think one of the things he would say is lift up your eyes and look. Would you lift up your eyes and let me tell you where my heart is? It's about broken people. It's about compassion. It's about those things. But we have to be willing to see. And a lot of times we didn't lose our eyesight, but our eyesight gets messed up. I, um, I was playing tennis, I think it was about two weeks ago, and I was at a tennis clinic, and there was a lot of people there that were, uh, they were very, very young, and they hit very, very hard, okay? And, and, and they were very, very fast, and my reflexes are very, very slow. Okay, and so I'm, I'm at the net, and they were, they were just blasting the ball at me because I'm not, I'm not real good playing at the net. I'm, I'm getting better, but I'm not real good. And so they were, they were blasting the ball, and so you're supposed to keep your racket out and hit the ball back. That's the option. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> okay, and, and I mean, I totally missed the ball. It was coming really fast, and it hit me right in the glasses. It hit me right here, and my glasses bent, and they were up like this, and, and then and I was like, and they hit my face, and, and then the ball hit me. And so, of course, everybody ran over and says, are you okay? And I did exactly what every man in the room would do. I'd say, yeah, I'm okay. I couldn't really see out of my left eye, but I was okay. <laughs> how, many, how many know what I'm talking about out there? Come on, th- I see those hands. Very, very good, yeah. And so, um, and so what happened was my, my, the, my glasses got all bent. And those of you that wear glasses, you know what I'm, I'm going to say. They were just out of kilter. And when you have like transitional lenses and you have um, different cuts in the lenses because of playing tennis and all this, and, and, I, and I just couldn't see right. And I, and I just couldn't see the ball. And, 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 and it was like, man, I just had to, had to fix them and I had to get them right. Do you know what I feel like God is doing today? I feel like a lot of us, it's not like we lost our eyesight. It's just we're not seeing accurately. I feel like God is like just straightening things out so you see things clearer. I think what God is doing, he's not saying, ah, you've missed it. He's just saying, no, no, I just want you to see clear again, but I got to straighten out your eyesight here. Is anybody, that's what God's doing. It's just a little bit of an adjustment because I don't know if you know this or not, life, you take shots in life. This, yes, this last year of my life, I've taken a lot of shots, and this is what God showed me. I'm leaving, and I'm like, okay, besides you know, trying to convince everybody I'm okay when I still can't see out my left eye, okay, I'm, I'm, and, and I, what I've, I said, God, what are you showing me? I got on my car that night, and I'm driving home with one eye, and, um, 
And so I'm driving home with one eye. And I'm like, God, what are you showing me? And, and, and it, was like, it was like, you've taken some shots. You've taken some shots. You've, you've taken some hits. But if you allow me, I'm going to straighten out your eyesight. I'm going to straighten out your vision. I'm going to straighten out some things. And you're going to see clear. And you're going to see far. Because it's not just about what's here. You've got to see far. And see, that's what I believe God's saying with us right now. God's saying, I'm going to, we're going to lift up our eyes and we're going to look, but we're going to look with compassion here. That's what Jesus is saying. Lift up your eyes here. Uh, yeah, and we need clarity with where they are. Yeah, we need clarity. Where are people geographically here and, and who, who they are and what they really need? This is our prayer. See, when you lift up your eyes and we get them off of our nearsighted, we're going to see people not in the mess they're in, but the potential that they contain. Aren't you glad Jesus doesn't look at any of us like a project? Come on, how many of y'all would qualify for that? Yeah, I still would. But he doesn't look at us that way. He, he sees us, and if we see people where they are geographically and, and spiritually, and we see who they are in Jesus' eyes, and this is, I don't just want to lift my eyes, I want Jesus to give me his eyes here. Because I want to be moved with compassion. This means to be moved deeply from within with strong and powerful emotion. That's what this compassion is. It's something that turns inside. So Jesus, what he wanted, he's saying, man, there's a compassion inside. There's something that moves you inside. And this is it. This is what confused and harassed means. It literally means skinned alive. It means annoyed, but not it like your family annoyed. This means life has annoyed you. It's irritated you. It's brought you down. And there's people in this room right now, you feel like you've been skinned alive. You feel like or there's people in your circle that have been skinned alive. They're, they're a skin pelt from the devil. Am I, am I helping? Listen, is this how? See, but when we open our eyes and we see that differently, God changes. Something changes inside of us. These are the people God's looking for here. They're helpless. They're thrown out. They're, they're, they just feel thrown out. They feel like useless. And this is the kind of people God's looking for. Are, are you catching it? Yeah. Do you, do you know the church is the one organization that exists distinctly and completely for its non-members? But we look at it nearsighted. What does it do for me? What do, how does it make me feel? How, what am I, how does this, how, what's this going to do to my lunch plans? I'm going to tell you about your lunch plans. We got prayer and fasting coming up. It's going to be fun. No, you see, but, but am I right? Like we look at it all through the perception of nearsighted. How does this get me rather than I want to see the way he sees God move within my heart with compassion to those around me? This is where I need God to move. I need him to turn. And, and listen, do I have things in my personal life that I pray for daily and regularly? Yes! Do I, does God care about that? Yes! But I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to straighten out my eyesight and look up deeper. Because the devil's going to keep throwing shots at me, and I'm going I'm to reflect them. I'm going I'm I'm to get them back. Are you with me? But I, that's a compassion here. 
I just want to just pause. There's something I just can't help but share right now. And that is, um, you can leave this up here, this compassion part. And, and um, we sang a song earlier today about let this be today we shout the hymn of heaven. And I've been, I've been looking up all these verses just on my own, having fun about, about how God wipes away every tear. We sang that this morning, didn't we? And a lot of times it's like, uh, what does that really mean? Do you know what I really believe that every one of us have? We have a longing for heaven because heaven's our home. We're passing through here. But many of us are viewing heaven. We're viewing heaven as this, oh, we're just going to have to adapt to a new place to live. It's like a retire- I'm going to go to a retirement home. No, 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 no. You, you got the wrong idea. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Listen, heaven is a place where, where, where God, it, it's recorded three different times. In Isaiah 25, Revelation 7, Revelation 21, where it's not like God's up in heaven saying, oh, there's a box of Kleenex over there, wipe your tears. Do you, I want you to catch this. I want you to catch this. The compassion, the pity, the, the moving of God. It says he wipes away every tear. He wipes, he touches the cheek. How many of y'all know that that, like if you were crying right now, and if I walked up and just started wiping your cheek, you'd be like, get out my face. <laughs> Come on, well, how many of y'all would be like, step back? Am I right? Am I right? You'd like, be like, what's she doing? And then if my wife saw me do that, then she would look at me like, what are you really doing? Like she would be like, have you lost your mind? Okay, it wouldn't be the first time, but that's a different story, okay? But, but, but see, I want you to catch this. God has so much intimacy with what we're going through right now that the longing we have for heaven, he's going to wipe away. Have you ever seen a, you know, a mom with a young child, they're crying, mom just touches the face, right? Just, am I right? That's what God's doing with you and me. That's the tenderness, the compassion, the pity, the, the desire. I want you to catch this because this is what heaven's really like. We don't see everything God's doing, but he's up to something so much bigger than we could ever imagine on our own. I just believe that was for somebody here today. Somebody needed to hear that. And if you didn't, well, then thank you for letting me share it. Okay, very good. But listen, there's teaching and preaching, and Jesus, Jesus prays here and even in Luke 6, 12, Jesus prays for people, and he prays for workers, and, and, and he's praying, and he says, pray the Lord of the harvest, going back to that, those last verses there in 38. Pray the Lord of the harvest. Do you know when you serve, you've got to catch this, when you serve in Jesus' church, when you care for people, you're not just an answer to my prayer, you're an answer to Jesus' prayer. See, it's one thing to be an answer to a prayer for me. It's a whole different thing to be an answer to Jesus' prayer. Jesus stands and makes intercession before the throne for you and me. Isn't that cool? If you ever wanted intercession, how about that? Yeah. But we got to get over our self-dependence, our self-sufficiency, because that's smacking God and saying, back off, when really he just wants us to be so close. I want you to be an answer to Jesus' prayer. He prayed for followers. He prayed 
He taught us to pray, Lord of the harvest, pray for more workers, pray for more workers. Why? Why? So we can have a bigger workforce? No, because of the harvest, because of broken, skinned alive, harried and harassed people. And most of us pull up in the story right now. Most of us say, oh, that's the story. Pray for workers. No, see, chapter 10, verse 1 is connected to, to verse 38 here. In this case, it's connected here. It's very distinctly here. In Matthew 10, 1, so Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority. Everybody say authority. Authority. To cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. See, we look as Jesus gave me a responsibility. I got to do my responsibility. Jesus didn't hand out responsibility. He gives out authority. He flipped the script there. He doesn't just give out, I want you to do this, and if you don't do this, I'm going to be mad, and if you don't do this, you're going to be upset, and if you don't do this, no, he says, I want to give you something so useful. And what does he give us? He gives us healing. He gives us this authority to bring healing, and this is to reverse a physical condition, to restore a person having an illness and an infirmity. It's where we get the word um, therapeutic or therapy. This is where we get the word. Right here. He says, yeah, there's emotional stuff and yeah, there's physical stuff that I want you to be, be a healing touch to. I'm, I'm trying to, if we lift up our eyes, Jesus, what do you want? In every situation you're facing right now, Jesus, what do you want? Jesus, lift up my eyes. I want to see what you're doing. Let me see far, not just near. And then Jesus, empower me with your compassion. Empower me with this so that I can see people, not the way I see them, but the way you see them. Because Jesus wants to restore. Is this helping you today? See, listen, I, I just want to share a few things with you. And, and, and um, like we, we, I already shared with you worship nights. We're going to do worship night coming up, right? And, and it's going to be right here. We're going to start, like, like, actually it starts tonight. Tonight we're going to gather at 6 p.m. And if you, if you don't plan on being there, I want you to, listen, if you can be there 6 p.m., well, people keep asking how late are you going to be there? Probably about 7.40, 7.45, unless you plan on eating a ton of kielbasa and hot dogs and sauerkraut, then you'll be there longer. Okay? And um, because we're going to gather again, we'll worship. We have 20, uh, over 25 people registered to be baptized tonight. Yeah. See, the man that, that never gets old. That never gets old. So I want you to come tonight. And uh, come a little early tonight. Because, you know, parking, you have to park a little far, you have to walk in. Okay, you have to walk, walk a little bit. So come early. Don't be late. We're going to worship. We're going to do communion. We're going to celebrate. Then the next several Sundays, we're going to do worship time and prayer time. We're going to just mark off time for Jesus. But on the 13th of Saturday, I want you to catch why. I want, see, I shared everything I just shared to tell you this. We're going to gather together from 9 to 1, whole church. And we're going to train people in, in helping bring healing on two different fronts. Why? Because that's what's important to Jesus. But we're going to train you. One, on how to identify schemes and strongholds, roadblocks in our own mind. How many of you have got some roadblocks in your own mind? Yeah. We're going to train you how to identify those, how to get free from those, but then train you to help other people get free. And then we're going to have another track. We're going to train for about three, four hours. 
on how to pray for people to get healed. Somebody did their doctorate thesis on this, and, and Pastor Terry's going to come in. He's going to train us, and then on that Sunday night down at White Oak, we're all going to drive to White Oak, and we're going to pray for people to get free from strongholds and schemes in their mind and pray for people to get healed physically. No, see, I want you to catch what we're doing. See, because if you, you miss what I just shared with you, it's another meeting, another responsibility, another something on our schedule. When God has given us authority to see people set free. That's why, starting on the 7th next week, we're going to start a week of prayer and fasting. Now, there's a, there's a QR code here. Get that QR code because that's going to take you to a link. There's teachings on fasting resources on fasting. How do you fast? When do you fast? When Jesus taught on fasting, he said, when you fast, not if, not if the spiritual people ever get around to it. Fasting is a beautiful discipline with all of our lives. I, I did a 45-minute teaching on that site. There's, there's written, there's books listed there. There's links on there. There's everything you could want about prayer and fasting right on that link with that QR code. It's on our website. Whether you fast one day or seven days or somewhere in between, we're going to do this. Why? Because we're going to decrease distractions and increase devotion. Decrease distractions, increase devotion. Watch what God will do. He's going to transform lives. That's what this business is about. See, I want, I, see when, the, when, when the clock hits midnight tonight, I want you to be prepared. And again, if you can come tonight, please come tonight. Celebrate with us. It's going to be a beautiful, awesome time. And then we're going to launch this next week, a whole transformation, prayer and fasting. That, that, it's free. That seminar on the 13th, it's free. I want you to be there. And tonight when you come to North Braddock, we're going we're gonna to be, uh, we're collecting items to give away in our food distribution at North Braddock. I don't know if you know this or not. Over 500 families a month get served at North Braddock. I want you to catch this. And so don't go home and get your expired garbanzo beans from the back of the cupboard and say, some poor soul needs this. Don't do that. Can you please not do that? No, let's give our best. How about you go out and buy something you really like and give it? Non-perishable. How about you do that? I already decided. You know what I'm going to give? I'm going to give at least one jar of Labriolas. Sauce, yeah. Basil, tomato basil. That's what Jesus would eat. I already decided. That's in my heart. I'm going to do that. I'm going to give well, do they really have a need? Jesus didn't ask me to decide if they had a need. See? I just want to see people. I'm going to lift up my eyes. But I'm not just going to give lip service to it. I'm going to go do something about it. We, we, we give over $22,000 a year it takes just to run food distribution. Because with all the donations and then plus we give to it. And that's, a well, that's well worth it, right? And so that's, I, I'm just letting you know this is, this is what we're about. 
This is why we're doing what we're doing because there's people that have been skinned alive and they're helpless and they've been harassed and they're hurting. That's what we're going to be about. It, uh, are you with me? So I want to read a couple more verses to you. And I'm going to read them out of the Message Bible because um, I, just, I just love the way this reads here, this message. And I want to close up with this. How many of y'all heard God today? How many of y'all heard God? Y'all hear God? So in, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, in the message here, um, remember Jesus prayed, prayed the Lord of Harvest, back to the, to the story. The prayer was no sooner prayed than it was answered. Remember, you're the answer to the prayer. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the answer to Jesus' prayer. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the answer to Jesus' prayer. You are. He called his 12 of his followers, and he sent them into the ripe fields. Remember, the fields are ripe, white unto harvest. That means it's, it's, it's go time. You've got a harvest time here. And then he says, and he gave them power, check this out, to kick out the evil spirits. Yeah. And to tenderly care for bruised and hurt lives. This is the anointing of Jesus. It's not so I can get something for me, but it's about the tender care of Jesus. Are you tracking this? this oh, you're going to read this 100 times this week. At least I hope so. And then this is the list of the ones he sent. And then a couple verses later, let's go on down here. And so Jesus, check this out. He sent his 12 harvest hands out with this charge. He says, now he just says, don't begin by traveling to far out place. Start with where you are. So tonight, we're going to start with where we are. But he didn't say, don't go far, because we're going we're gonna to get you to go far in, in just a few minutes here. To far off place to convert unbelievers. So start where you are with what you have, and then we're going to go out far. And don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. I just love the way that says it. Don't be, don't be full of drama. Attacking public enemies. I just love that. That is just so cool there. I, yeah. He says, go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. How many of y'all know a few of them? How many of you were one of them? How many of you kind of still are if you were honest? Come on, somebody. Yeah. You, 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 are you tracking Jesus? I love the way this says this. Start where you are in the neighborhood. Just start where you are. Yeah, there's, there's, go, go to those bruised people that are hurt and, 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 and right where they are and tell them that the kingdom of heaven is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. I thought you'd get excited. Kick out the demons. You've been treated generously. Live generously. That's it. How many of you all think this is a good plan for 2024? I think it's a good way to enter. How many of you think, oh yeah. So God, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. God, what do, you, what do you want? Jesus, what do you want? What are you doing? Right, right? Jesus, lift up my eyes. Jesus, lift up my eyes. Yeah? Okay? And then God, give me a heart of compassion right where I am. That's it. That's the work.